Hello, gorgeous friends. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. You know, I've always said that one thing is for sure, and that's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hopes that we'll allow others to feel seen, heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. And this is our third season. You know, when I started out this podcasting journey, I had no idea where it was going to go. But here we are, having some much-needed conversations around our enoughness, our confidence, and how to own our truth. This season, we're coming together to acknowledge what we've been through and to own the story powerfully without shame and declare that we want more for ourselves. So if you're just joining, welcome. And here's some deets about me. I'm an empowerment coach and a confidence coach, a motivational speaker, a gender equality advocate, and a goal-crushing boss. I love all things dance and even more things travel. I love to laugh, and I've realized that I have a very low tolerance for surface conversation. So it's going to get real over here. But the hope is that you always walk away with something to help you on your journey. And listen... I've been on my own journey in embracing my enoughness for a very long time. I've had to unlearn the toxic narratives that have taught me to abandon myself for far too long. And my obsession with unlearning, well, we're going to be focused on that in season three. And it comes from a desire to connect with you in a deeper, more honest way. To reclaim the fire that we know is living inside of each of us, rather than hyper-focusing on the things within ourselves that we're told we need to fix. Each week, either myself or another incredible guest will will be dropping gems on all things confidence, empowered action, and what we've been consciously unlearning to show up as our fullest selves. The goal is to create space for meaningful, authentic conversation, all while embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way, and to help you align even closer with your truth. Consider me your personal coach throughout these episodes, your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, friends. We are back. It's another episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. And it's your girl, Dina, a little stressed, a little excited, (laughs) a lot excited. We are less than 10 days from the Unlearning Lab Live as I am recording. And I have a lot of feelings. I can't even begin to tell you how many emotions I go through in a day (laughs) in the lead up to this event, but it is all worth it because I am just so excited that we are here. The fact that three years ago with this vision on my heart to create something that was dedicated to supporting women and girls in their enoughness to today where I am planning our very first in-person coaching experience to talk about unlearning. It's just wild. I can't 
even get over it. But the whole experience has not been without the freak out moments. But I will say that I feel like I've kept a lot of them in check. (laughs) And I think that has a lot to do with my own journey of unlearning that I've been talking about with all of you for the better part of this year. I feel like my own journey of unlearning my need to be overwhelmed by the things that are out of my control, AKA everything, (laughs) has really supported me over the last couple of months as I've been planning tirelessly behind the scenes to get this event up and running. Really, my journey of unlearning these old patterns of behavior, these toxic thoughts that I call them of things never work out, this has to be hard, all of these old ways of being that I was so wrapped up in, in terms of my identity, just, they are not as amplified anymore. And I, for one, am very grateful. So that's not to say that this journey hasn't been without its upsets or its roadblocks or surprises. (laughs) But I feel like I've been able to roll with it a little bit better. I've definitely been able to enjoy the process. And I think the biggest thing that supported me is that I haven't been attached. I have not been attached to what it looks like and I've been willing to be surprised. So I wanted to open up this week's episode with just a mini (laughs) check-in where I've been where my mind has gone and where the practice and commitment of my own unlearning is really showing up for me in real time. And, you know, I think for the better part of this year here on the podcast, over on my social media platforms within that Enough Labs community, I've been talking a lot about unlearning in this season of life. And I've been very open around things that have happened in my life that have really accelerated or prompted my unlearning. And that's been amazing, right? But I would have to say over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about where the learning actually began. And I've been thinking all the way back to childhood. It's something that I'm gonna be talking about a lot in my talk at the Unlearning Lab Live. And it's all about really going back into (laughs) the archives and thinking about what were those lessons? What were those messages that I learned early on that formed a lot of these toxic thought patterns that I had been subscribing to for so long? And I think a big part of my journey, my childhood into adolescence, I picked up a lot of messages around proving. I picked up a lot of messages around this knee-jerk reaction to please people, to prove my worth, to prove what I was capable of. 
to overextend in my doing to make sure that others were comfortable. And the part of me that picked up these lessons, that picked up this learning, I have really been sitting with her. <laughs> I have been communing with her, to be honest. Those versions of myself that picked up on some messaging, that that was what was needed, that I needed to make sure that I was taking care of the people around me. And I've been talking about this a lot to friends and family, even to my therapist. And to be honest, I think a big part of me has been searching for clarity around what truly happened growing up so that I can better understand why these toxic thought patterns formed and why I felt like they were leading so much of my experience. And my therapist actually gave me this amazing thing to reflect on. He said, maybe you don't need to remember every single detail in order to feel justified around what you feel. Whew. I loved that because the way that certain lessons that I was picking up along the way, whether they were directed at me or I was somehow clinging to them to make sense of my world at the time, doesn't have to feel justified, doesn't need to be proven. It just is. And I don't need to let these parts of me feel like they have absolute control at all times. I have been thinking about the parts of me that have been more amplified, but they've also been created out of a lifetime of experiences. They've served me well. The parts of me like the part of me that's a perfectionist. The part of me that's kind of critical. Sometimes overly critical. The part of me that is a hopeless romantic. <laughs> the part of me that is needy. All of these parts of me were forged at a certain point in time along my journey. And they were forged in result, in direct reaction to a lot of the experiences that I was having in the ways in which I was trying to make sense of my childhood, of my adolescence. And then with that, I carried those parts of me into adulthood, trying to make sense of who I was supposed to be, who I was meant to become. And at points when I didn't even have clarity around what any of that was. And honestly, for a long time, I felt kind of beholden to these parts of me. The parts of me that felt like I had to, like I said, people please and be all of these things. And really a breakthrough moment for me 
that I actually shared and cannot stop thinking about was that growing up, there was a lot that was happening inside of my family. I've shared about, you know, my parents getting a divorce and my dad struggling with drug addiction. And there was a lot that that nine-year-old version of me was trying to make sense around. And the thing that came to me was, yes, I was picking up on lessons and messaging that I had to take care of other people in order to be good, in order to be valuable, in order to be worthy. But I also recognized that my need to do for others, my need to take care of the people around me was also forged out of massive discomfort. The feelings I was battling as a young girl and a young teenager were feelings of loneliness. There were feelings of uncertainty and so many things that felt so out of my control and incongruent and I couldn't make sense of it. So the ways in which I would take care of people or take on more than I needed to was a defense mechanism. It was a way in which I could deal. And I have so much grace and so much compassion for those younger versions of myself and the ways in which I showed up. Is there a part of me that's sad about it? Sure. I'm still working through it, still trying to make sense of it and just allow it to be my experience without any need to criticize or blame because that serves literally no purpose. But I have definitely been going deeper into the archives, like I said, of childhood and the things that took place. And having just an experience around appreciating who that little girl was. This appreciation came from a conversation that I had with two little girls a couple of months ago. I was actually in Indianapolis and I was doing this Enough Labs tour by doing these in-person events in different cities and uh, I was in Indianapolis talking to these two little girls who are the daughters of my dear friend Brooke Harris Garad and she her little girls are two of the most amazing beings I have ever met I love them with all my heart and the way that I watch them grow and get curious about the world around them and the ways in which they are showing up to their own experiences. It just, I have so much joy when I'm around them. And I oftentimes will tell Brooke how incredible of a job that she's doing because these little girls are navigating their worlds with so much spirit and such open hearts that I'm gonna share an excerpt of the conversation that we had and it's so beautiful, it's so cute. Like seriously, you guys are gonna to listen to it and it's just so adorable with the things that mean, that, that matter to them and the things that they're struggling with and the things that make them happy. 
I had such appreciation for the conversation. We had this like official little podcast episode in their bedroom right before they went to bed on my on my visit there. And I, I don't share it for any reason other than an invitation for you listening to get curious about where the lessons were planted first for you. Where that messaging really started to form in terms of how you were showing up. It, what, what was at the foundation of the, the, how you made sense of the world and how to move through it. What I appreciated so much from this conversation with Elsa and Anya is that I look at both of them and have such excitement in my heart because it's such a pure, clean, open slate that Brooke and myself as an unofficial auntie to them can just continue to pour into them and have them feel safe and loved and ask questions about the girls that they're becoming, ultimately one day the women that they're becoming. Sure, my childhood compared to Anya and Alsa's may look totally different. But the one thing that ties us is that we are, or you know, for me was, both navigating space, uncharted waters of trying to make sense of the world and being a girl and understanding what feels right and true. And while the road might be bumpy to get there, I think it's still so, so beautiful. And I can say for one, one thing's true is that when I look back on my childhood and then I look at that context that I grew up in and have so much more awareness now, I'm still grateful. I still wouldn't trade it in. There was a lot of lessons that I had to go through that I am so gratefully unlearning now. And that gets to be celebrated. So I'm gonna be talking about that and more at the Unlearning Lab Live that I am just so excited that we're, we've gotten to this point. So hopefully this message resonates with you. Hopefully you'll enjoy this little excerpt from my conversation with Anya and Elsa, who are nine and seven themselves and in the throes of their own childhood. So enjoy. And I hope to see you at the Unlearning Lab Live. All right, and we are back with another episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. And it's your girl, Dina. I'm here coming to you in person from Indianapolis. I am here with two of my besties who I am so excited to be sitting with. You all don't even know. I am sitting with two of my girlfriends, Anya and Alsa. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. 
Anya, how you feeling? Good. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. We just spent a whole weekend together. Um, and we, did we have some fun or did we have some fun? We had fun. We had fun. We had fun. What did we do? Well, we took Harris for walks. We we got to have fun. We got to clean. We got to do many things that I can't really remember because it was so much fun. But I'm sad that you have to leave. I know. I am sad too. But the great thing is I get to come back. Oh, yeah. So I'm here in Indianapolis because I decided to come and visit you guys and to do an in-person event to talk about Enough Labs with people at one of my favorite places in Indianapolis, which is Cake Bake. The first time I actually went to Cake Bake was with you two. Yes. That's why it's special. That's why it's special. Is there a Cake Bake in D.C.? No, there's only one Cake Bake, and it's here in Indianapolis. Well, actually, there's two in Indianapolis. Wait, is there only... Cake Bake is only in Indiana? Yes. So it's really special. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so you guys are here on the podcast. First of all, thank you for being willing to be guests. This is so exciting. First of all, let's just kick it off so that the listeners can hear who you are because we tell we tell our stories on the podcast. So also, let's start with you. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, girlfriend. Um, I'm eight years old. Going into third grade, I'm an older sister. I live in Indianapolis, and I think my favorite hobby is cleaning, doing that vacuuming, mm-hmm. and sweeping. Okay. And what is your favorite subject in school? Math and art. Amazing. And don't you play an instrument? Yes. What instrument is that? Violin. You have so many hobbies and so many skills. So excited. And you know, you and I are both big sisters. Yeah. So we have that in common. Awesome. Okay. And Anya, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Anya, and my favorite hobby is, um, I think I like going to the store to get toys and get um food Uh that i can eat yeah and i like i i'm a little sister Mm -hmm. and yeah and you and i have something in common that we love fashion (laughs) we love fashion in fact you told me i should just stay a little bit longer and I could just buy some new clothes, right? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, and did you say how old you are? Six. Six. Okay. So I have known Elsa and Anya their entire life and I am so, like, I'm so excited every time I meet you, like, to see you because I've known you and seen you grow up and I've seen you how things were when you were, like, babies to toddlers and now you're young girls and it's just so cool to see you grow and find new interests and new hobbies but I want to hear from you let's start with Elsa 
How does it feel for you to be eight years old? Um, feel, it feels like all the pressure is going on me because I feel like I do everything for Anya. Mm-hmm. I normally do it for the family, but I like doing that. But sometimes I feel like it's a little bit too much mm-hmm. with everyone asking me. But I pretty much like it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like it's too much. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like being eight feels like you're the middle sister, even though I'm the oldest, because I have many people in my family that are that are older than mm. me, even though they're not my brother or sister except Anya, Mm -hmm. they still feel like brother and sister to Mm -hmm. me. So sometimes I feel like I'm the middle sister, Mm. even though I normally do all the work in my house. (laughs) But that's what feeling like eight feels like to me. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I do mm -hmm. love being eight because Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest, Mm -hmm. and I love going into another grade to learn more. Yeah. So... I like eight because I get to go into third grade soon, mm-hmm. and I do like discovering new grades, but yeah. I'm still a tiny bit scared. Yeah. Well, I think being scared to, like, start something new is totally normal. True. You know? And do you feel like the new things that you do, like, you know, going into violin classes or doing new hobbies, like, do you feel like you get excited to do new things or do you still get a little scared to do new things like school is one thing but like what about those other hobbies um normally frightened but when they're like surprises Mm -hmm. or going to the store or even sometimes it's just hanging Mm -hmm. out it gets me excited mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm doing like those things I normally do every day, mm-hmm. but they're surprises sometimes. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I've never tried in my life, like third grade or having having to be well. There's not a lot of answers for that, but. The one I just said about being in third grade, yeah. I've never had. But also, I'll get a computer in third grade, which oh, wow. I haven't had before. And I'm a little bit scared because I don't know how to do it yet, but I know that Mama is going to help me mm-hmm. teach me how to um, work it. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I feel. So what I feel like I hear from you is that even when things are hard or a little bit scary, a lot of times you can ask for support. Or help. Or help, which is awesome. That's amazing. All right, Anya, what about you? Six years old, fashionista, bold queen that you are. How does it feel to be six? Um, fun, hard. It's hard because... Sometimes, sometimes, like, I feel like I'm in trouble, Mm. so sometimes I just like being alone, Mm. and I like being six because I get piggyback rides, Mm -hmm. and, yeah. So, what do you and Elsa do for fun? What do you do for fun? Because I know sometimes it can feel hard being the little sister. 
and you both have different things that you like to do. But what do you like to do for fun? Um, we like. Um, I don't really know. No. Well, what one thing I think we love to do in common is play on the trampoline, which we did all this weekend, and we played with Harris. Well, and I, I do know that you guys love to read. Yes. You guys are big readers, right? Okay, so we're actually sitting here in Indianapolis, in your room, and your mom is here. Your mom is someone I've known for 15 years. Also, that's twice your life. And I met her in Djibouti, which is so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. What do you think about that, Elsa? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I have, I know I have been alive more than you <laughs> because you were born way before. I was before born. Me. I was born way before you. Yes. Right. Do you know that I was the one who introduced your mom and dad? I was. Do you believe me? I believe you. Because you're looking at me like you don't believe me. I swear. I, I was the one. I normally believe people when they when, yeah. like I know them. Amazing. Normally when I know them really well. Right. I and them. I would never lie to you, obviously, because yeah. we're besties. Yeah. Duh. Okay. So, okay. So I've known your mom and she's given me really good advice. Like over the years when I've had tough times or I've needed a friend and I know that she gives you guys great advice. So I just want to hear what is the best advice your mom has ever given to you? Um, let's see. I think the best advice my mom's given me is that if I work hard, I could be a supportive doctor or writer mm -hmm. or paleontologist and the second is that if you work hard you can be someone you really like mm -hmm. and someone you really care about mm -hmm. and you can help them that's amazing and do you think about that advice when you're having tough times yes yeah yeah so one of the advice um i normally remember is that it's just work hard mm -hmm. and be yourself yeah. and from now on mm -hmm. you are enough yes no big deal I just don't want to get I'm just crying over here no big deal no. <laughs> you are enough you are enough Anya what about you do you have some favorite advice that your mom gives you um she loved that she says she loves me, and I don't know. She loves you is, is, is a pretty big deal. She loves you is, is, is more than enough, huh? Yeah. And it's the best thing that you can get from her? Mm-hmm. And it makes, how does it make you feel when she says that to you? I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think, Anya... When you think about how much your mom loves you and how much her advice helps you in those tough times, what do you think about when you think of all the girls in the world? If they had a mom just like your mom, 
what would you want them to know? That, um, would you want, what, what about thinking that they are loved? Would you want them to know that they're loved? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And what about you, Elsa? What would you want a message for all the girls in the world to know? Um, all the girls to know that is hardworking, be yourself, you are enough will all be something you think about when you're older. Mm. So you have to think about it now, right? True. You can, It's not just going to like magically happen Yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. You can still think about it now, but I yeah. think something's going to happen with those words when you're older. For sure. Do you know how important that is? Mm, no. Do you know that's the whole reason why I created Enough Labs? No. Because when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about how enough... I am. I wasn't thinking about all the things that I had to be proud of myself about. And then when I got older, I kind of had a hard time. So the fact that you already think that at eight, and Anya, do you believe it at six? That you're enough? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be really important for you growing up later. I already know that I feel like a lots of people... Mm-hmm. Like my dad, mm-hmm. which is Bubba, he said he didn't, where he lived, mm-hmm. there was only one bike, mm. and he had to wait his turn, and he only got it for like a minute, mm. or an hour, or I think I was think I think it's one hour, Yeah. and he only got to have his own bike when he was like 10, mm. and I, he told me to not feel sad about him, but yeah. still, it's yeah. sad to think yeah. about. Yeah. Well, we can feel sad, and also there is an important lesson that Baba wants to wants you to know, is to be appreciative of everything you have, and to always work hard, like you said, and that everything you have is what makes you amazing. Okay, I have one last question for you. And first of all, you know that I'm so sad to be leaving, but I'm so happy that we got to record this podcast episode. If you could tell your mom one thing about confidence and being enough, what do you think it would be? Um, let's see. I think it's that... Being that way is nice, mm-hmm. and that you care for people, mm-hmm. and that I am enough is different for everyone. Very true. And so, you like, do you think that your mom? knows that she's enough yeah. i know she knows she knows you know she knows because if she didn't she wouldn't be able to raise you girls the way she has right amazing okay can you imagine elsa you're eight anya you're six can you imagine listening to this episode in eight more years <gasps> I... like when you're in college 
Like when you're in your 30s? I don't know if it's even going to exist. Oh, thanks for the vote of confidence, Elsa. <laughs> you don't think my podcast is going to exist in eight years? Well, I know it is. Okay. But I mean, like, it might be a little, need a little upgrade. Got it. Okay. Well, I will keep that in mind. And I just need to put it out there. You know I love you both. You know I think the world of you. I think you're going to do incredible things. I only ask, don't forget me, okay? Don't act like you're too cool when you're in your teenage years and be like, Dina who? What? Are you going to do that? Elsa, promise me on this podcast right now. I promise. <laughs> I've already told you that. I am never going to forget you. Okay. All right. Ever. I hope so. Because I love you both. Anya, do you want to close this out? Do you want to say anything more? You're good? All right. Well, this has been the very first episode that we have ever done with a girl who is eight and a girl who is six. And you are the first that has ever been on the podcast. The youngest guests I've ever had on. How do you feel about that? Amazing. I feel like I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Brooke, do you want to close us out? Do you want to say anything with these two amazing girls that you have raised? Well, I want to thank you, Dina, for coming into our lives for just a short weekend. You have brightened things up for us and reminded us that we are enough and also just reminding us that, hey, like we're doing a really good job in this life. Whether we're six or eight or my age, that will remain on. <laughs> unpublished um we're doing it girls we've got a wonderful life and so much to be grateful for and you girls just impress me every day i mean hello you did a podcast so kudos to all of us and thanks to dina for just coming and inspiring us doing so much i love that i love that and always remember that we are enough with all that we do with all that we say with all that we think and that's going to be the game changer Right? All right. The Garad family is closing out. Thank you for listening. See you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, so the fact that you check in with this conversation means the absolute world to me. So I hope that you will join us each week, every Thursday when a new episode drops, because really we're just here having a conversation, looking for new ways to test out how to show up as our confident, badass selves. Because when you think about it, it's all one big experiment, right? Your life can be the lab. You get to find your answer and what feels good for you. If you walk away from this podcast with one thing, let it be you feeling inspired. Inspired to take bold, empowered action on the things that really matter to you. So check the show notes and learn how you can stay more connected with all of the exciting things that Enough Labs is doing. And be sure to rate and review this podcast. You know I live for feedback. Because this podcast is just one of the many experiments that I am having a blast trying out with. And I'm just 
here to continue to remind you every week to never stop embracing how enough you already are. 